Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Tom Foley just proved his attention to detail. I've always talked about Tom, that he really takes the time. A listener wrote me during the break, and I actually just sent it to another friend. Uh, Jimmy, I think you got it by now. But a listener asked me, that they heard that the governor mentioned me during his statewide press conference. I didn't find out about that until dinner time. A colleague at New Jersey 101.5, who's a really good guy, nobody told me all day. But then it turned out that people were, were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it, but I didn't see it. Um, so the press of Atlantic City, you got to think they had to love this. I don't know who the um, the reporter was but because they don't show them, you could hear the person was a female. So that's a very long question. Governor Murphy's taking notes, taking notes. How do you think the press of Atlantic City felt when Governor Murphy and caller? I promise you, you're going to get right on. This is a that I want you to hear the clip because you'll hear. I believe yesterday with our question about when can the casinos reopen, Governor, and then our polite but dogged follow-ups. I did three follow-ups on the original question and I know this is front of mind there's no doubting it because you'll hear the answer but how do you think the press felt when they're at the press conference and I'm not and they asked their question and here's the answer that the governor gave to the press of Atlantic City it had to just come on just be honest when you hear it um, listen I was on with my friend Harry Hurley this morning and and we discussed casinos for a good chunk of the time that I was on the air with him. And it's of overwhelming importance, uh, not just in Atlantic City, but certainly in Atlantic City. But it is an overwhelmingly important employer and element of our economy. Um, so you asked me how much time do we spend thinking about it. We spent a lot of time on it. I don't think we I've not seen the plan, but I know our team, uh, Matt, I assume that the, I'm not sure where it is, but we're reviewing not just any plan that the industry's put forward, but also our independent plans. I don't believe we've got a subcommittee focused on casinos um, uh, among the councils, but that doesn't mean we're not thinking about it and wargaming this. I, I just would stop, and if Judy or Christina see this differently, they should weigh in here. Casinos are a tough nut. They've got a number of attributes which are concerning. I'm putting aside the economic impact and the employment impact, which is overwhelmingly positive, right? And by the way, as I mentioned to Harry this morning, uh, he said, you know, how much, how, how long term can the damage be? I said, literally, we just, Atlantic City and the casino uh, in particular, casinos in particular, have just barely gotten back on their feet over the past couple of years from a recession that was over 10 years ago. So the, the long-lasting element of this, and Rob knows this because a big, a huge slug of these folks are uh, overwhelmingly, in fact, basically all of them are out of work. How do you think they felt? Come on. It's, it's, sometimes you just get a delicious gift handed to you. Never thought that was going to happen. Didn't know it happened until dinner time. And the press of Atlantic City asks a question, and they have to endure the governor saying, I was with Harry Hurley this morning and had extended conversation, and then brings me up again. <laughs> There's your answer. Now, I, I don't subscribe to the paper. I don't read the paper. But somehow I don't think they put that in their in their coverage today. I'm just guessing that they didn't put the, the governor first words out of his mouth to their question was, 
Uh, I was with my friend Harry Hurley today, or this morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can't pay for that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Morning, Mayor. Hey, just, hey. Uh, just to show you how the, the Chinese government plays the game, before they were uh, communists, they owed us, uh, our citizens, $750 million, billion, or no, million dollars in bonds, and uh, those debts still exist. But since they became Chinese communist, they conveniently said, well, we'll just cancel the debt. But, of course, in international flavor, uh, actually it's $750 billion. Okay. In international flavor, uh, they, uh, it doesn't exist. They still owe the money, and they're backed by gold, and they're, they've been in existence since 1913. So I guess you could figure the interest is uh, adding up a little bit, but <laughs> they don't want to pay it. <laughs> How do you like That's the idea? How do you like the idea of formalizing? Because you can just do it um, like ad hoc. You'd have to formalize it that this is what your damages cost when you knew you had a disease and you took a whole position that you had it under control. CDC in a scam backed you that it couldn't transmit from human to human, and this is what you cost us. A lot of it can can actually be precisely determined. There, there is obviously human resource is priceless, so that's that's very different. That's why I always hate those actuarials. If you lose an eye, it's worth this much money, or a, or an arm, or a leg. I, I hate that. Uh, but we could definitely have in, intangibles not you know included, but but put a price on it. How much they cost our businesses? How much loss of life happened from the depression and the despair that they created by by creating ruination for so many people in America that they their felt their last decision was to take their own life. I, I caused you to, to maybe take a moment, if you haven't yet, Dan, to look at the California study, which they, they try to distance themselves from now because it's not convenient to, to other political agendas about all this, but they said more people in California are dying at their own hands by either killing themselves or attempting to kill themselves that they've never had this record level of this kind of um, humans taking their lives in their history uh, that's got a factor into this somewhere too Dan absolutely Harry and um, next time you talk to the governor we have Merck and we have Johnson and Johnson it's high time they come back home and make the pharmaceuticals here there's no excuse for it now well i think you're going to see it uh and in fact uh jane jay they're working on some stuff right now the president is committed to uh us not having to purchase antibiotics we shouldn't be relying on china for every antibiotic that we need and other other um medicines we we've, we've got to make that here dan i agree with you completely uh that is something we should address and i'll tell you another thing cuomo who's backwards on a lot of things he did create some incentives. We need to make it again that that bridge, Trenton, what Trenton makes, the world takes. We've got to make that famous again and give people incentives to to come to New Jersey and to do these kinds of things, Dan. Totally agree. Senator Michael Testa is next. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Did the president drive Ford into trouble? 
I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Michigan's attorney general's threatening action. Dana Nessel, a Democrat, says the company violated a state order not requiring President Trump to wear a face mask while visiting a Ford plant making ventilators. I think I look better in the mask. Uh, he says he did wear one, just not for the cameras. Then he tweeted to the attorney general, she should not take her anger and stupidity out on Ford. They might get upset and leave the state. The president also takes issue with Democratic governors who fear reopening everything before a corona vaccine. I think they're being forced to open, frankly. The people want to get out you'll break the country if you don't and even if there's a second wave of the virus whether it's an ember or a flame we're going to put it out but uh we're not closing our country 21 states are lifting more restrictions today ahead of the long weekend a new fox national poll has the president trailing democrat joe biden by eight points more trust the president on the economy, but a majority trust Biden on health care and coronavirus response. Biden told the CBS Late Show he would consider Republicans for his administration. And there are a lot of Republicans and a lot of Republican docs and scientists as well that know what has to be done. A third white man now under arrest in Georgia in the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery, who was black. Fox's Evan Brown is on the case live. Yeah, Dave, this time it's the man who recorded the chase and shooting of Ahmad Arbery inside of Brunswick, Georgia's subdivision on video and who is now facing a felony murder charge. His name is William Bryan, Jr. He goes by Roddy, and his attorney, Kevin Goff, says... If there was a lynch mob or posse in Satilla Shores on February 23, 2020... Mr. Bryan was unaware of it. It was Bryan's video that allegedly shows father and son duo Gregory and Travis McMichael pursuing and killing Arbery, Dave. Having a plane crashed in Pakistan and Karachi near the airport today. It was the state-run Pakistan airline. 107 people were killed. Several homes destroyed on the ground. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today with scattered showers arriving mainly from midday into this afternoon. High of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60. And we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72, and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 
Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, yes. Memorial Day weekend, Hurley in the Morning style. I know it feels different than any Memorial Day weekend in your lifetime. Uh, Things are not bustling. The casinos are closed. Kate May will not have the kind of weekend that Kate May should have. And so much has changed. But for now, this, this, uh, this is not going to be the way that we're going to live in the future. And we just have to um, understand that we'll get through this. And we will because we're Americans. We always come out of things. And we will again. Our guest is Senator Michael Testa. He was starring on Fox News Channel nationally and internationally yesterday on Dana Perino's great show, The Daily Briefing. And the senator joins us now. Senator Testa, good morning. Good morning, my friend. How are you, Harry? I am well, my friend, and you did very, very great job. And I told our audience an hour or two ago that couldn't possibly have an appreciation for doing television in the age of coronavirus when you're staring at your computer screen and you really have nobody to play off of and the audience is taking it like you're doing normal TV. I thought you did a great job with your segment. Well, well, thank you so much. And it is difficult. I mean, I couldn't even see Dana Perino from this for the Skype session that where, where I was. I just have to, you know, look at my computer camera, and yeah. hopefully, you know, it's all going as planned. It did. The audio was good. Video was good. I, I, I would predict, and I won't, I won't predict because I saw enough of it visually. Uh, you were in your law office, either in what's called the library, because I saw the books, and uh, it looked great. You look great, and you, you delivered a very important message. Let's, let's begin there. It's Memorial Day weekend, and we're all destination resorts with an earshot of this program. If you're listening on terrestrial radio, if you're listening digitally, you could be anywhere in the world. But we're destination resorts, and we're basically closed. Some things are open. Some things are are modified and available, like pickup and stuff like that. But we've got to get – that's what I was trying to accomplish yesterday – with question after question, follow-up after follow-up, uh, we have to get the state open because it is destroying people's lives. Absolutely, Harry. Look, I've, you know, between unemployment, where I've received quite literally over 1,000 direct calls from constituents that my staff has been trying to help them through the process, people are absolutely desperate at this time, Harry. You know, most people in America, unfortunately, uh, live paycheck to paycheck. And for individuals who are on unemployment, who are waiting four, five, six, seven weeks for their unemployment checks, which, by the way, they've paid into that. This is money that they deserve. They can't survive without getting that unemployment check that they deserve. One of the things I'd like to just briefly touch upon is the Department of Labor here in the state of New Jersey, is using this outdated COBOL-based system, yep. which, by the way, is over 50 years old. Yep. I said 40 at first. I was wrong. It was, it's actually over 50 years old. I believe it debuted in 1959 is the exact year. We're using this ancient program to handle over a million applicants. I just recorded, Senator, a uh, Town Square Media COVID-19 update for all six of our great radio stations 
and I cover the numbers, we're at 1.1 million. It's only fresh in my mind because I just recorded it at 5 o'clock this morning. 1.1 million New Jerseyans. That's out of 9 million. 1.1 million. And, of course, if you look at half as probably retired, you're talking about more than a quarter of our workforce uh, is unemployed right now, and it's probably even more than that. But 1.1 million have filed for unemployment benefits, 42,000 just in the past week. Back to you. And think of how frightening that number is. So 1.1 million ready-to-work New Jerseyans are filing for unemployment, and the commissioner for the Department of Labor is sort of patting himself on the back, saying that over, you know 70% of those individuals have already received their check within three weeks. But as I said before, most New Jerseyans live paycheck to paycheck. That's not exactly a, a great number that only 70% have achieved one check yeah. or received one check in three weeks. But at, at best, he's giving himself a 70 percentile grade, which, mm. you know, I went to school. That's a D. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Like, he's giving himself a D, and then Governor Murphy's patting him on the back, applauding him for the work that he's doing, and saying, you know what, if you don't like how unemployment's working, move to another state. I mean, how out of touch can you possibly be? Senator, here's another staggering number. To date, and it's in my update that people can hear starting at about 1020 uh, today, and then it'll play all day through the 5 o'clock hour on all six Town Square Media Atlantic City radio stations. We have we have paid out the New Jersey Department of Labor. We have paid out a staggering three point four billion dollars in unemployment benefits. It's it's the worst kind of productivity because it's people that obviously worked and worked a number the number of quarters requisite with being eligible to receive benefits, but they would all be working. So this is this is it's a tragedy. It's a human tragedy, Senator. Absolutely, and this flows directly into what I want to talk about, which really addresses your question. Cape May County submitted a wonderful plan. The Board of Chosen Freeholders worked with Michael Donahue on a plan that was adopted by Atlantic County and given a stamp of approval by Senate President Sweeney. Senate President Sweeney has been in a number of venues saying this is the plan, this is the plan that should be followed, and this plan has languished on Governor Murphy's desk and with his you know, internal cabinet for weeks and weeks at this point in time. It doesn't make any sense. We are a seasonal economy in Legislative District 1 and in our neighboring district, Legislative District 2, Senator Brown's district with Atlantic City. We have the number one and two highest tourism-generating counties in Atlantic County and Cape May County, We've submitted the plan, a sensible plan, safe ramping up to reopening, and it's languishing. And now we're going to be missing Memorial Day weekend. What do you say? What do you say? Because this is clearly, and I'm not going to try to put words in your mouth. You 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 speak too well for yourself. But I've maintained from the beginning, and and people have gotten mad at me that Governor Murphy is a good man. I find him to be, and the better I get to know him the more I stick to my guns. I always said he was a good man. We just have a difference in philosophy of governance. What's the most effective way? Because what I've been talking to people about is, I know you're, you're the same way, and of course it would open you to criticism, too. You're, you're about 
dialogue. You're not just about carping, oh, my God, Attila's gym, oh, my God, nobody's working. I mean, we have to come up, and what I was trying to do with my time that I had was, do you know when we're going to open? No. Okay, are you willing to say that it's weeks and not months? Just giving, I want to give people hope. I want. To, I knew every casino president uh, was listening and all kinds of other people directly affected by this, where people just want to know the uncertainty. I mean, it's killing people. And in some cases, they don't know if they're even going to have a job to come back, because if you get told you can open, but you can open at 50 percent, well, then guess what? If you're not an early hire, you're probably not going to be one of the, uh, the first wave that comes back. In, in your estimation, Senator Testa, what's the most effective way when we have what I believe is truly – see, some states I do believe they're keeping it closed because they want to hurt President Trump and it is completely political. I don't believe that in New Jersey. Uh, you may or you may not. You'll speak for yourself in just a moment because New Jersey is very blue – uh, I, I never saw a scenario where President Trump could win, even if it's Joe Biden who can't conjugate a verb and complete a sentence. Uh, he'll win New Jersey. It's just the way it is. George H.W. Bush is the last Republican to win New Jersey, and that was the first time he ran in 88. And it was a different time then. It, it, it wasn't as it is now, which is which is sad. So I don't think it's for killing Trump. Orange man is bad, killing Trump. I don't believe that. I think we have a classic polar opposite philosophy of governance, just polar opposite views on opening now and being careful versus waiting for a vaccine or close to that because we can't wait. Governor Wolf has been unambiguous. He doesn't want to open the state, the Commonwealth there, until they have a vaccine. Now, give me a break. Senator Testa, who knows when we're going to have a vaccine? Just because people say the clinical trials are going well, clinical trials typically fail, and it typically takes years to get a vaccine. That can't be. That or or we may as well just fold the cards because we won't have casinos, we won't have restaurants, we won't have amusement operators, we won't have anything, Senator. So, to go back to my question. What's the most effective way when we have a disagreement with a person that has a lot of power to make the call to try to prevail? How do we best do that? Well, I think the best way to do it is to actually show them that they're no longer following the science. Because I know Governor Murphy's mantra has been, we have to follow the science. Well, here, here we have the facts and the science on our side now. You know, I, I was on your show a couple weeks ago, Harry, and I said there's only two jobs in the United States of America, where you can be so drastically wrong, still be considered an expert and keep your job, and that's your local weatherman and Dr. Fauci. You know, thank God Dr. Fauci was so wrong early on. His prognostication was two million American lives were going to be lost. Well, don't forget, his initial prognostication was, and it's, it's recorded and I've played it, that we don't have anything in America to worry about at all with the coronavirus. That's how spectacularly wrong he is. Correct. And, and, you know, their science is apparently very fluid, but they're still sticking to the original number. I mean, look, right now we know that the prognostication from Dr. Fauci and other so-called experts is roughly 90,000. And I'm not here to say that there's any acceptable level of collateral damage. I don't want to be misinterpreted. 
However, here's what I do know as facts. In Legislative District 1, we were less than 1% of all COVID-19 positive cases in the state of New Jersey. So 99% plus of our population did not have the coronavirus, do not have the coronavirus. True, Senator, but what about if you just open back up? All the people we draw from throughout the entire Delaware Valley, from around the country, even around the world, that isn't the math different once you open? I think the math would be different, but we also have to be able to open in a safe and efficient manner. Yeah. And that's what the, the plan that was submitted by Cape May County yep. really made all of the sense in the world and showed that they were ready to ramp up. Uh, not- Let me get the break in. We're going to come right back. You, we have all hour. Uh, it's 16, almost 17 minutes past the hour. I'm going to read a question that is just going to tee it up for the senator to continue exactly where he is right now. Um, and this really, um, when when folks hear this, when we come back, you will understand, I think you do already, how incredibly serious this is, that we, we get to the point of no return where businesses will founder, we, we will lose, and they'll be permanently gone. There comes a point in time where it's it's too late, and that's why... We're fighting so hard and trying to do it at, at as friendly and a professional level because I think open dialogue is essential here because I, I don't think it's any accident that my interview with Governor Murphy was showcased, highlighted at his daily press briefing at the statewide press conference. So we're really going to continue to work hard to keep our districts one and two, our area. Let's be parochial for once, front of mind as much as we can. This is this is more serious than I think some even can imagine. These checks that are coming are not forever. They're not sustainable. What do we have for $3 trillion that people just got told you can't work and here's 600 bucks a week and plus your unemployment? See you later. It's uh, It's devastating. Much more. With Senator Testa and to the listener that wrote me, you'll see we prioritize you on this program mightily. Uh, the senator will, I, I know, will be most pleased to address your comment when we come back. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Bill O'Reilly, which is, he is on, I, I get to hear it almost every single Monday through Friday because by the time I wipe this place down and do what I need to do to get out of here, uh, I'm usually at about the first break of the Brian Kilmeade show. So sometime between around 20 after 10 and maybe a couple of minutes later than that in that break set, is Bill O'Reilly, and I am telling you, it is one of the greatest pieces of radio anywhere in America. It is so good. He is he he is such a huge talent, and in like a minute or so, it seems like he had ten minutes. The guy is great, and then of course we have him at night, as you know as well. All right, so Senator Testa, this is going to come as no surprise to you, but let me uh, let me share this because this is where the rubber meets the road. 
a great friend of mine who, who you know very well, uh, and he's a big supporter of yours, Bob Progner. Bob and Cindy Progner own the Seacrest Inn. It, it is a wonderful, clean, well-appointed, oh, just amazing. We love it. They have everything from a penthouse to suites to just regular rooms. It's fantastic. They do such a great job. And they've invested mightily in all kinds of things, bioblasting equipment. Uh, they, they have protocols that they've put together for wiping everything down, light switches, remotes for the TVs, everything, every attention to detail item that you can imagine. Their hard, hard goods and soft goods are uh, just fabulous, and everything about the place is wonderful. We love it, right on Beach Avenue. So he writes, the rotten Democrat New Jersey politicians are certainly picking winners, essential, and losers, not essential. Our hotel will be permitted to open June 1st. However, most of the amenities that bring tourists to the Jersey Shore will not be permitted. No sitting on the beach, no swimming in the ocean or the hotel pools, no indoor or outdoor dining, and no retail shopping. The economy of Cape May County is solely dependent on the summer tourist season. Therefore, we are particularly vulnerable to a prolonged lockdown. Finally, Congressman Van Drew and Senator Testa have been fighting to get our businesses opened and thus avoid an economic catastrophe for our county. My occupancy rate. Get ready for this, kids. Here's the Quinn Martin epilogue. My occupancy rate for our opening week of June 1st is 7%. You, Bob, you know, when I was the VP of Hotel Operations, if I told Mr. Trump that our occupancy for the first full week of June is 7%, he would say, Harry, I love you, but you got to leave today. You got to leave. It, it's over. You can't stay. Uh, he'd tell me he would love me. He would tell me how much he loves me, but I'd have to leave. 7% occupancy. So I pretty much knew, because I used to do this, and I said to Bob in a reply to his digital uh, offering here, what would your occupancy rate normally be for the first week of June historically? Question mark. Answer, Senator Testa, 80%. So he's at a 73% uh, decline, declination, but it doesn't even include because, I mean, you start to just put over the top how many other revenue opportunities are lost because they have so few few rooms. Now, of course, they got to have the power on. They have to have the pool up and clean and running. They have to have everything ready to go. So their expenses are exorbitant. And their revenue is almost at 7%. Clearly, it's not sustainable. Your thoughts? It can't be sustainable. Look, the problem with the state of New Jersey is the governor and his team have picked winners and losers by declaring some businesses essential and others non-essential. You know, as you're aware, I've had a pretty large media day yesterday, so I spoke to a number of outlets. And one of the things I said was how ludicrous this essential versus non-essential is. I mean, think about this. None of the shops are open on the boardwalk, which are so integral to the entire beach experience, you know, where you can buy flip-flops, sunglasses, T-shirts, right on the boardwalk. Right. Sunscreen lotion. Sunscreen lotion. I mean, a lot of people don't even bring certain things because they say, we'll get it when we get there. Absolutely. And here's, here's the insanity of this, and I, and I mean that in the clinical sense. You're able to go two blocks off of the boardwalk in some cases and go to a Walmart, a Walgreens, 
or a Dollar General to buy all of those things, but you're not able to buy them right on the boardwalk. I mean, Cayman County sends $550 million per year in tourism tax dollars to Trenton. The tourism industry in the state of New Jersey is a $43 billion a year industry. $43 billion. We can't simply lose the summer in any of our shore communities, whether that's Ocean County, Atlantic County, Cape May County. We can't, we can't afford to do it. And because, of course, as you well know, Senator, you're a businessman, they have to make it now in order to sustain the rest of the year. If we take their high mark revenue season away, it will be the shoulder season and then the winter season, the total off season, before we know it, and they would not have been able to make the revenue that they need in order to provide jobs and to operate uh, for an extended period. We're, it's almost like we're saying you can't have the playoffs this year, you can't have the Super Bowl, we'll let you have preseason or something. But it's not even that, because a, a normal first week of June would never be 7% occupancy at the at the, uh, the Seacrest Inn. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's not sustainable for, for a few weeks, let alone a couple months. It's, that's I feel horrible for that. Look, I'm sure they would be... 100% on board with the plan that was submitted by Cape May County. But again, it's languishing on the governor's desk. He appears to be afraid to pull the trigger. Look, what we were asked to do, Harry, was to flatten the curve. And this was the novel coronavirus. I was on your show in the early stages. And we said, hey, look, we don't like it. The Constitution never gets placed on pause. But as New Jerseyans, we have to be strong and do all of the things that we're being told to do. Well, thank God the coronavirus is nowhere near as deadly as once thought. And we did everything we were told to do as New Jerseyans, and we flattened the curve. That curve is absolutely flat. Thank God Cape May County and Cumberland County didn't, never saw the numbers that the hot spots in the state of New Jersey saw. And if you take away the insane prison transfers and the order to put COVID-19 positive patients in our long-term care facilities, our numbers would be even less, less than a half a percent. So, I mean, think about that. We're crushing the businesses in Cape May County for less than one-half of one percent of all COVID-positive patients in the state. It doesn't make any sense, Harry. It doesn't. But it is where we are right now, though. We're, we're, we're I think, a bit more fortunate than the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, because Wolf is saying things that are just so absolutely unimaginable, unworkable. I don't know what this man is thinking. He is so radical that it, that it actually is scary. But we're not that far from that same type of operating philosophy. That's why at some point we just have to say, look, we're going to be safe. I, I All the things I tried to bring out yesterday, I didn't try. I did. I achieved. I said everything that I wanted to say and did it as a friend and a gentleman. And kept pressing, for example, you go find me, you're a lawyer, Senator Testa, find me an industry that's more regulated than the Atlantic City Hotel Casino industry. I, I don't think you'll find one, uh, perhaps not even in the country. And before deregulation, I would swear to that statement. The most highly regulated industry 
uh, probably in the history of the nation because of the concern in the beginning of the mob being involved and certain other untoward activities and so on. So very, very overregulated. In my early career, you used to have to get permission. They had the DGE had to pick the color of your carpet. You had to submit your carpet. It was ridiculous uh, what was going on. So the deregulation under Senator Gormley was great, uh, but still very highly regulated. I know for a fact, and I said this to the governor yesterday, they have extensively put plans together to disinfect, to do uh, social distancing, to do everything that they have to do to make things as safe as us being human as humanly possible. At some point, that has to be good enough because we didn't shut down the country for Ebola. We did not shut the country down for H1N1, the swine flu, where 61 million Americans were infected. Uh, my own twin brother was the sickest he ever was. He had H1N1. Uh, obviously, he resolved. He, he, he recovered, but he was sick uh, from it. The Obama-Biden administration did nothing. They didn't uh, shut anything down. They didn't talk about wearing face masks. They didn't talk about social distancing. We didn't get a vaccine for four and a half years. They did what was always done in America, the herd migration. Sounds cruel, but basically it's here. You do the best you can to not wash your hands. You do the best you can to not get it, but you might get it. And if you get it, you'll most likely resolve because out of 61 million people, it was something like 12,000 died. I submit it was probably more than that because we didn't have the media doing what they do today. And that's at anything, anytime somebody dies, they're saying it's it's uh, COVID-19. It's just crazy what's going on in that respect. So I think it was probably more Americans died than we know. But what is it about this that we're shutting down the country? And I do respect it. Senator, I want you to know that. I think you've known that in my in my broadcasting that I've done every step of the way on this. I, I've been compliant myself personally, and I've been respectful of all these things. But we are to a point now where I believe the California study. More people are dying in America because of the government's solution to save people than if we didn't do the, the solution at all. And that's when you have to say, wait a minute now. we got to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. What uh, Judge Napolitano, who will be my guest today, and then I'll turn it right back to you, Senator. Thanks for the, um, for the floor. At 4.05 today, he wrote an amazing column, and it's titled, Judge Andrew Napolitano, What If the Government Has It Wrong? I think there's a very good chance. I mean, think about it. Cuomo said he needed 40,000 more ventilators. He never did. Uh, PPE, all these alleged shortages that never really um, were true. I think in certain hospitals, people did deal with shortages, and even some people here in our own counties, uh, Atlantic and Cape May, which is really uh, disgraceful, but um, and not the hospital's fault. So we know what we know. And at this point in time, Napolitano is going to speak for himself later, but what if the government's solution is wrong? I mean, Andrew Cuomo now says, we were shocked. 66% of all COVID-19 cases are people who are staying at home. Well, wait a minute now. Don't just be shocked and then go on to your next talking point because you want to be president. Why don't you say, wait a minute now, maybe... These um, empirical studies, they, they tell us to believe the scientists uh, 
Senator Testa. Maybe the sun is killing it really quickly in, in a few seconds outside. And maybe you were safer outside than you were inside. After all, how could we have 66% of cases if you're shut in? If being shut in is safer, how does that work, Senator? And, and look, we don't, we don't know why that happens. I'm, I'm glad that Cuomo at least had the fortitude to admit that number, that 66% of those New Yorkers who contracted the coronavirus had self-quarantined and stayed home. You know, look, the science simply doesn't support the course of action that we're taking now. And more importantly, neither does our Constitution. You know, I supported, as I said earlier on, the first few weeks when this was the novel coronavirus. We did not know what this virus could possibly do. We thought, you know, the United States of America was going to be decimated by this. We, we, were, we did not know what it could possibly do. Now we do know. And I want to be really clear about something. You know, and Judge Napolitano has been on Fox a number of times. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Justice Scalia. I know he is as well. The constitutional rights of the individuals of the United States of America and New Jerseyans never get placed on pause. These executive orders, they're an overreach. They infringe upon the individual's constitutional rights. I believe that they violate the Commerce Clause under our U.S. Constitution. They violate our Equal Protection Clause in the New Jersey Constitution. Senator, why do you think no one, I mean, it's a very litigious country, it's a very litigious state, why has no one uh, forcefully, persuasively, formally argued this? For example, President Trump is ordering the Department of Justice to put down the guidelines to all the states that you have to open up churches. You can't you can't keep people out of their houses of worship. Uh, the, the government doesn't have the authority to do that. Uh, so why has nobody challenged this? Actually, yesterday, I don't know if you're aware, but um, the NJGOP, through Counsel Michael Lavery and myself, uh, through as not a senator, Michael Testa, but as Michael Testa, just the attorney, I'm representing a number of businesses. We filed suit in Cape May County yesterday. Good. I didn't know that. Good. Oh, yeah, we, we filed suit yesterday. Um, because, again, under the New Jersey Constitution, in, in the governor's picking of essential versus non-essential, I would call that winners and losers. It seems like all of the big box stores the governor believes are winners, and somehow the coronavirus you know, some, somehow doesn't spread in Walmart, Target, Lowe's, Home Depot, Dollar General, Walgreens. But yeah, I had a mutual friend of ours, Senator, that actually wrote me and said, hey, the churches should have their uh, Sunday... Um sessions at uh at home depot or lowe's or any of these other places it's so it's so true and that's where the 14th amendment i totally agree with you i think this is all violations of the first the fourth the fifth the 14th and i think i'm leaving one out amendments of the constitution the equal protection clause is that you cannot treat one one way and one in a, in a much adverse way and they did it here they decided who were the winners and who were the losers and the losers have the right to redress their government, Senator. Absolutely. And what's what's really scary about this, and, and I've studied the numbers on, on this, these big box stores are reporting record profits for this quarter. Sure. Records. Yeah. Because all of the small mom-and-pop shops, the people that have put their blood, sweat, and tears, and life savings for multi-generations, and, and look, you know, 
Cape May County probably better than I do. Uh, but how many of those restaurants, how many of those stores, you know, I think of, of, of a store like Douglas Candies has mm-hmm. been there over 100 years yeah. in the same family. 100 years. Yeah. So how many generations of individuals from that family have worked at that candy store right on the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey? And by the way, that means they lived through and survived the Great Depression, multiple recessions, the Great Recession, Superstorm uh, Hurricane Sandy, uh, bomb cyclones, other natural disasters, hurricanes, nor'easters, you name it. I'm sure I'm leaving out some catastrophic events, but... What, what are we telling people, that you can't make it through uh, a, a pandemic, which by now should, in my estimation, be treated as endemic? It should be treated that it's bad, and in a very small portion of our population, very small portion, but obviously over a certain age, you're, you're more at risk, that this is, this is something that's, I think right now, resolving in the 99 percentile people resolve this without the ultimate um, demise being the result you got at some point say it was pandemic it's now endemic and we have to treat it serious we have to open safely but we have to open I'm gonna keep telling people read the California study and they don't want it they don't even they want to disavow their own study but the California study said more people are dying and attempting to kill themselves at their own hands in California than by COVID-19. If, if that doesn't mean you got to change your script, you got to change your plan, because that's proving that the cure is actually worse than the disease at this point. More with Senator Testa in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Pete Hegseth from the Fox News Channel, joining us at uh, 9.04, and then Gary Aldrich. With Senator Testa, I am early in the morning. Sean Hannity. Media is what the media is what the media is, and that is they are abusively biased and they are corrupt. The Democratic Party is corrupt. That never-ending, nonstop, psychotic hatred of a president just goes on and on and on and on and on and they don't seem to care at all nor will they ever care sean hannity weekday afternoons at three on wpg talk radio 95.5 bbel.com for the latest coronavirus news open the wpg talk radio app now Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. 42 minutes past the hour. Senator Michael Testa, our guest this hour, Pete Hegseth. He is the uh, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend. He fills in on Fox & Friends. He also uh, does a lot of great content at foxnation.com. They're doing great work there. And Pete is a regular Fox News Channel uh, political analyst. He's really doing a great, great job, and we're going to be talking about his new book coming up at 904 then Gary Aldrich senior FBI agent retired he himself a New York Times number 1 best selling author senator i want to turn it over to you we we talked about something for about a minute of the last break that i think is extremely important for people to listen to uh please tell our listeners look harry you know the united states of america is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and right now we are certainly not the land of the free. Our freedoms are being infringed upon. And, you know, as you said, people aren't even allowed to go to their house of worship. And also, I know many 
many houses of worship have submitted plans to show the governor that they can be just like Home Depot, just like Target, just like Lowe's, and that they can have a service that will be safe. You said something earlier, Harry, about hope, and that people of New Jersey and the people of America need hope that this is going to be over and that life will return back to normal. Not this new normal nonsense that I keep on hearing about. I hate that term. Me too. And I don't use that term hate often at all, so when I do use it, I really mean it. I hate that term, new normal. We need to get back eventually and safely to normal. So you think about the people that need hope, and then the, the cure has become far worse than the disease. I'll tell you, I'm friends with an addiction counselor. He's telling me right now so many people who regularly attend AA and NA and their, and their group meetings that they have, you know, five, six, seven days a week, many people attend three to four days a week, they're having so many relapses right now because of all of the nonsensical, at this point, nonsensical rules and regulations that are in place because of these executive orders, and they're not attending the virtual meetings because it isn't the same. People need hope that we are going to return to normal, and, um, you know, we are supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, Harry. How do we, how do we win? Because we're not the decider here, Governor Murphy is. How do we win? How do we best? I know I've, I've addressed this before, but I want, to, I want to beat it to death here. How do we win and show that these, these not yahoos that want to get I know what some people say, oh, you want to get people sick and die? Nobody wants anybody to get sick and die. Uh, you, you mentioned something to me during the break that I think is, is a good jump-off point, and that is, and please, I don't mean that literally with what's going on around the country, but a point to, to, to consider. There, I guarantee you there are legitimate people that, whether they have pre-existing condition, diabetes, possibly morbidly obese, uh, high blood pressure, heart issues, might be of a certain age, I call seasoned citizens, not senior citizens. And so if you don't feel safe, then stay quarantined. But at some point, those that want to not have their business fail and want to get back to life and want to go see sporting events again and want their kids going to school again and all of that, we have to find the best way to prevail on this. And it's extremely frustrating to me. It is. I mean, you know, look, people have said things to me, uh, you know, Michael, you want to put profits over people. I've heard that. I mean, it's total, utter nonsense. If people feel unsafe, then they should stay home. But I will remind them of what Governor Cuomo readily admitted to, that over 65% of people who contracted the coronavirus in New York self-identified as quarantining themselves. Yep. So they're, they're still taking a major gamble. We, we quite literally have shut down the entire economy, at least in Legislative District 1, for less than 1% of COVID-19 positive cases. And that does not make any numerical sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any constitutional sense. And it's just an absolute infringement upon people's ability to earn a living. It's the Equal Protection Clause, as you and I said earlier. And it just... We need to get back to work. We need to be open. 
and we can ramp up in a safe and efficient manner. Uh, you know, the president has already said, by the way, if there is a spike come, come the fall, we're not shutting down the economy again. We're not. I, I, we I shared that. To. And I'm going to share that uh, today when I go national. Uh, that's very important. Now, keep in mind, though, uh, governors have a lot of authority because of the way, just like we're talking about the Constitution, where governors could do it all over again. The president can say that. Uh, let me give you an example, a real-life example. This is a friend of mine that is dealing with exactly what we're talking about. Now, I have said this in the abstract because I just knew it was happening, talking to Bob Zlotnick from Atlantic Prevention Resources and different people that I know. Here's a real-life example without mentioning the name of the owner, the name of the business, or anything. They have an adult employee, a, a, a mature adult employee, but a young, young adult employee, uh, we'll just say a little above 30 years old, that is recovering, recovering of substance abuse, was doing great because I've talked about this a lot, Senator, you need purpose. You need to have an appointment to go to. How many people have put a suit on in the last uh, two, two and a half months? I talked to a friend of mine that's been wearing a suit since they were a late teenager that hasn't put a suit on, and they're, they're 55 years old, hasn't put a suit on in two and a half months. I, I so strongly believe this, Senator. We need, as human beings, we need to be challenged. We need to have goals. We need to have dreams. We need to have the, the, the schedule of getting up at a certain time not wearing sweatpants with elastic bands so that we put on 10 and 20 pounds, but putting your suit on and seeing if that notch on the belt is, is babysitting you a little bit. Are you having a problem? How are you doing? Uh, and so this person that was doing great, guess what, is now falling off the wagon, abusing again. And this is happening. This is in New Jersey. Uh, this is in, in our southern, most southern portion of the state. And this is happening all over the country, Senator Testa, exactly what I'm talking about. Well, you know, we keep talking about hope. If we were just giving, given a date, that would be the hope that New Jerseyans are looking for. You know, I've talked to a number of business owners, and, and they've said, look, we're not happy if we lose Memorial Day weekend, obviously. Yeah. But if you give us a date that we can aspire to, and what I don't think the Murphy administration understands, and I'm not saying that Governor Murphy's an evil, bad person. He just does come from a completely different philosophy, one that I don't think truly holds the Constitution as the beacon that I hold it to be. Okay, I mean, I, you know, and I've said this before, and you may not like what I'm about to say, Harry, but I, I say that Republicans look at the Constitution and the oath that they take to, to uphold the United States and the New Jersey Constitution, they take it seriously and they look at the Constitution as a guiding light and, I, and that many Democrats look at the Constitution as an obstacle to their agenda. Oh, not only do I like that statement, I subscribe to it. I, I'm, I'm all in. I, that's absolutely true. There are some Democrats that, that would be branded with that broadly and don't qualify, but most, no question, what you just said is true. Uh, as we go to the break, and when we come back, we'll have about five minutes uninterrupted with Senator Testa. I'll come right back to you. The, the, the time will be yours. Uh, I'm reminded by a business owner who called on air a few weeks ago, and he said, Harry, we need Memorial Day weekend. 
to keep us going until July 4th. So losing Memorial Day weekend is huge. It, it is it is no small thing where, oh, uh, oh please just let me open July 1st or June 1st or July 1st. We'll be, we'll be fine. There are people who are getting wrecked this weekend because they needed this weekend in order to make it until July 4th weekend. And then for the boom of the rest of the summer, July and August, and into that first week or two of September. We'll be back with Senator Testa in three minutes. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Hey, it's Joe Paggs. Join me tonight at midnight. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. With Senator Testa, we continue. He's got the last five minutes of the hour to uh, close strong, as he always does. He's a man that's used to closing with a closing summation. Uh, And then Pete Hegseth from the Fox News Channel and then Gary Aldrich. And we'll take you into your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Reminder, 11 o'clock this morning, I will be on WPHT Philadelphia with Dom Giordano one of the most uh, revered talk radio personalities in the country. And it'll be an honor to be on his show. And he does our show, and we, we have a, we struck a great friendship many years ago. And then today from 3 to 6 p.m., I'll be filling in for Guy Benson, who is taking a rare day off. And from 3 to 6 p.m., you can listen at foxnewsradio.com. Senator, from the local perspective, what are what are leaders doing, the different chambers? I'll tell you one thing I know. I think the New Jersey Chamber has been amazing. I think the South Jersey Chamber has been amazing. I think that our greater Atlantic City Chamber has Michael Chait. I think they have been terrific. What are the different chambers that know that we need to be able to bring shows back and tour and travel back and conventions and and tourists and all this uh, talk about it at that level, Senator. Sure. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a little partial to the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce. I grew up with uh, Christina Renna, who leads, who leads that group. Uh, she's absolutely phenomenal. You know, all of the Chambers of Commerce have, again, submitted plans that really run parallel to the, the awesome, and I mean this, the awesome Cape May County plan that was submitted and adopted by Atlantic County and given the stamp of approval by Senate President Sweeney. You know, one of the things that the administration, the Murphy administration, doesn't seem to realize is that if you give the businesses a date to meet, they still have to, you can't just say, hey, you guys are going to open three days from now. Businesses won't be able to do that. All of the restaurants need to get their orders in. Yep. You know, they just don't have walk-ins full of frozen food and things of that nature. Michael, quick sidebar, Senator. Uh, one of the, the points I really tried to underscore with our exclusive interview with Governor Murphy yesterday Casinos need two weeks advance notice. Like you're saying, it's not two minutes, it's not two hours, it's not two days. The casinos, Atlantic City casinos, need two weeks to ramp up. So we've got to have a plan that gives the people that need the time that they need to ramp up the opportunity to have that. Back to you. Well, And and not only just to ramp up, but they have to hire staff, they have to train that staff, and I'm sure new sanitation procedures that are going to be taking place in every single business. You know, I made a joke with one of my, you know, very best friends who owns the Tun Tavern in Atlantic City. His name's Montgomery Dom. You know, Monty and I eat regularly together probably once every two weeks, and one of our favorite restaurants has a bottle of Chianti on every table, and we, we joked and said, hey, maybe now there's going to be a, a bottle of Purell right next to that bottle of Chianti on every table. You know, it, it's just wholly unfair 
to leave everybody in this limbo that we're in. I mean, when you talk about the casino industry, look, I don't... Final minute, just so you know how much time you have. Go. Great. I don't represent that portion of Atlantic County, but you give them a date, they are going to meet it. But without a date right now, if they were told today that they could open up, think of where we are now. It'll be in June already before they're able to open up even minutely. Yeah, second week of June. At the shore, need a date. Obviously, they're already missing Memorial Day, which is a, a, a crying shame. They are not going to be able to survive with this limited season. I've made a proposal. I'm hopeful that maybe the NJEA will be open to it. Maybe to postpone the opening of the schools. That was given to my an idea given to me by one of my very good friends, Ten. Tim Chu. That, you know what? Maybe open up the schools two weeks later than normal so that those businesses can recoup some of those costs that are lost. Or remote learn for the first two weeks before you go back. I love it. Senator, thanks for a great interview. Thank you so much, Harry. You're welcome. 5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Fox News Channel. He says they can't break the country. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Trump taking issue with some governors like Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania, a Democrat who isn't sure about opening everything back up until there is a coronavirus vaccine. They're uh, hurting themselves. They're hurting their state. 21 states are lifting some restrictions today. The president wants churches reopened, calling them essential. People want to go back to church on Sundays. CDC guidelines on that could come out as soon as today. The president caused controversy not wearing a mask again. Fox's John Decker live in Washington. Despite a state law and company policy requiring facial coverings, President Trump not wearing a mask for coronavirus protection during the public part of a touring plant in Michigan. I did wear, I had one on before. I wore one in this back area, but I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it. The president has consistently refused to wear a mask in public. Michigan's Democratic Attorney General threatening to take action against Ford for allowing President Trump to go maskless. The president later tweeting Dana Nessel should not take her anger and stupidity out on Ford. Dave? John, the president's losing to Joe Biden in a new Fox national poll. The Democrat has an eight-point lead. The president edges Biden on handling the economy, but Biden is trusted more on health care, coronavirus response, and relations with China. That's Fox's Grinnell Scott. The FBI is calling it terrorism, looking for a possible second suspect that after an attempt to get into the Naval Air Station in Corpus Christi, Texas. A security guard was shot and wounded as the gunman approached, but she rolled over and hit a switch to close that gate before he could get inside. The gunman was then shot and killed. Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer. The U.S. is condemning a proposed Chinese security crackdown in Hong Kong, which has led to more protests. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo calling it arbitrary and disastrous. A plane crash today in Pakistan into a crowded neighborhood near the airport in Karachi, destroying homes. Initially, the mayor said everybody on board was killed. Now officials say at least two survived. America's listening to Fox News. With uncertainty in these times, here's something that is certain. Now save money on your wireless bill with great customer service when you switch to Pure Talk USA. Now plans start at 20 bucks a month depending on how much data you need. All plans have unlimited talk and text. And Pure Talk covers 99% of Americans. They're confident that you're going to love their service. They have a one-month risk-free guarantee, 50% off your first month. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword save now. Pound 250, keyword save now. Right now, the world feels different as we stay apart to make sure we can safely come back together. Till then, there is something you can do without even leaving your home. Respond to the 2020 Census online, by phone, or by mail. 
The census impacts where hundreds of billions in federal funding will go for things like hospitals, schools, and roads. Now is the time to go to 2020census.gov. It's as easy as it is important. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today with scattered showers arriving mainly from midday into this afternoon. High of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60. And we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72, and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, welcome back. It is four minutes past the hour. Uh, Pete should be joining us in just a moment. The clock has just struck four minutes past the hour and uh as long as his schedule permits uh he'll be with us until 20 minutes past the hour and then we'll go right to um to gary aldridge pete has written a book that he i I mean he couldn't have timed it any better american crusade our fight to stay free and if he had written this during the coronavirus it would be spot on he actually wrote it before the coronavirus and it does draw the distinct lines that we are fighting to stay free we've been mentioning actually during the coronavirus we've been mentioning that when people say well what are what are some good things you just try to think of something in a terrible situation what what are some good things and people will tell you that they have found faith or renewed their faith or have an appreciation for family or have a newfound respect and appreciation for nurses, for doctors, for police, fire, EMS, all of that. And so that's a positive. The other thing that I've been mentioning is this was, it is terrible that that this virus was unleashed by China. And despite what... um, Senator Kamala Harris, she, she's more concerned that we not call it the very same thing they all called it until, until they decided orange man must die. Uh, so now all of a sudden it, it's racist. But the Spanish flu wasn't ever called racist or the Hong Kong flu or everything was always named from where it generated from. Just because historically you want to be able to refer to something in a way that is memorable. And Pete Hegseth has written a book, American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free, that if he wrote it, now he, he's working like you can't imagine on all these different Fox platforms and things. But say he was just uh, shut in. If he wrote this during the pandemic, it couldn't be more relevant. It is my pleasure to welcome to our program Pete Hegseth, very talented member of our national media fearless guy i love him 
co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend, regular fill-in on Fox and Friends, a Fox News Channel political analyst. You see him all the time. Frequent contributor across all of the Fox News platforms, Fox News Channel, Fox Business Channel, and he is a Fox Nation content juggernaut. And it's my privilege to present a warrior on the battlefield that served our nation for 12 years in the same army that my father served, the recipient of two Bronze Star medals and a Combat Infantryman's badge. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Hexeth, the I know it's going to be a bestseller, uh, American Crusade, our fight to stay free. Hey, Pete. Welcome. Hey, How are Harry. You? Thank you so much. The too kind with that introduction. And yesterday, if folks don't remember, you, you sent me a copy uh, of your father's Bronze Star Medal, and I've read it, and it is amazing. The, the battle for Cebu, which is underappreciated because there's so many amazing moments of World War II, what you did in, in your multiple tours in, in the, the most dangerous places on planet Earth, you, 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 you were there watching our back. The, my dad and the, the greatest generation that saved the world, look what they did. I mean, my father walked in front of a tank. Well, that's what I was going to read. Tanks were called to destroy an enemy pillbox, and Corporal Hurley walked ahead of them, detecting the mines in their path and deactivating or exploding them with TNT charges while being engaged by enemy fire. I mean, think about the courage it takes. You've got an enemy pillbox, which is a machine gun nest that's fortified. You've got a tank that you could stand behind, but instead you stand in front of it while taking incoming fire so the tank can get close enough to engage it. I mean, that is the definition of heroism. And it, you can now see the stock I come from, although I will never, ever reach my father's uh, level of service and greatness. Y- you can tell why I'm so proud. And I'm so proud hey, of you. And i got to say be. to you, Pete, for all these years I've known of you, and I'm so happy we finally have gotten to, to meet each other. All these years I knew of you, I knew you served, but you never once said, oh, yeah, and you know, I have two bronze stars. I got this infantryman's thing. Uh, you never, I got it. I mean, you're the real deal, Pete. Well, I'll tell you, I, I would never um, brag about it or talk about it uh, of, of my own volition because so many guys have done so much more in every generation, including on this Memorial Day weekend, giving the last full measure their entire lives, their families, their kids, so that we can sit here in this beautiful country and live yep. free. So, But if I, I press you, though, Pete, would you be willing to say, if Brother Harry just pushes you to say it, that the United States Army, the greatest fighting force, part of our greatest military, the greatest fighting force in the history of the world, they don't hand out Bronze Star medals, and you have two of them, and combat infantrymen's badges like candy, do they? Well, you, I mean, you gotta, you got to be there. you got to be in it. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget the moments that brought that all about with the guys in my platoon. Uh, you know, you never know what, what the next day is going to bring. Right. And, and you never forget the first time you're shot at and yep. the first time you, you realize it's time to shoot back. And, you know, it changes you as a person, just as I'm sure it changed your father. Let me ask you, Pete, and then we'll get into the book, but this tells a little bit about, you know, what you're all about, too. When you were in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, prison detention facility, and you saw it all, you saw the, um, we treated them with such respect. I mean, they got obese. We fed them so well, and they had hammocks uh, for their Quran. I mean, we, we did everything imaginable, and yet the Democrats in particular, in, in, disgracefully so, tried to give our military and our commander-in-chief a bad rap like we were mistreating people. 
And they successfully did in the court of international elite public opinion. I mean, the idea that Guantanamo Bay is a gulag is just something that's more or less uh, standard thinking in Europe uh, in these capitals. And we let the left not only let them get away with it, they helped them. Uh, and they undercut a commander-in-chief at a time of war who knew we were in a long war uh, with radical Islamists, found a good place to hold them so we can interrogate them, and somehow the first thing the left wants to do is get these guys constitutional rights uh, and, and, and try to find a way to clog up the system and protect them as opposed to allow us to interrogate them to get the information we need to prevent another attack. Having served down there, I was there early, 2004. There were 750, I think, or 650 detainees at that time. Remember, these are not prisoners of war. Prisoners of war wear uniforms and play by the rules. These are people who hide behind you know, women and children and don't wear uniforms and use suicide bombings and all of that. They don't deserve, they're not afforded the same protections of the Geneva Convention. They're not signatories. Yet we go beyond, well beyond, I mean, I can tell you stories for hours about how, how well they're treated and how poorly, frankly, our guys are often treated. But the, the left finds no opportunity. And it's sad to say, it's really, really sad to say, they find no opportunity to try to make our country, our military, look like the bad guys. And, and it's a reflection of, of how they really feel about our country. It's so true. And it's despicable. Pete Hegseth is our guest, the uh, Fox News All-Star. Pete, how did your military service, um, how does it help you as now a member of the national media? Uh, I, I could not, and I mean this with all sincerity, could not be more grateful for the platform because, and I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I, there's not another national television host on the air in the country who is a Iraq or Afghanistan or post 9-11 combat veteran. And I think, so, so I take very seriously the opportunity and the responsibility to try to give voice to the guys and the gals who are in the dirt making the tough calls in impossible situations on behalf of our country, multiple deployments, leaving their families behind. And, and that's why I, I, I don't talk about my own service, because it's not about me. It's about, and I stay in touch with dozens and hundreds of guys that I've served with and gals that I've served with who give me the latest. Hey, Pete, you messed this up. Get this right. No, you're wrong on that front. So I try to be a voice or a sounding board, at the very least, for, for this generation, and it informs everything. Like, so much of what we talk about is war and peace and enemies and conflict, and if you've been there, it adds another flavor to it, uh, and, and, I, and I take that uh, very seriously. It also, I think, has informed my passion for this country for obvious reasons. You, you see the best, of the, the real 1% are the men I served with in my platoon in, in these combat uh, outfits because they're willing to put it all on the line. So I, I, it means everything to me. I appreciate that answer so much, more, more than maybe you even know. Uh, Pete Hegseth is our guest. We've got about another six minutes. We're going to four minutes or so, five minutes. We're going to get him out right on time. I know how busy he is. His tour has just begun. It's another type of tour. He's been on a number of different tours, but this is his latest book tour. The book is American Crusade: Our Fight to Stay Free by Pete Hegseth. I've got to do this. One of your biggest fans in the world is listening right now. You met her in Wildwood at the iconic. President Trump and Congressman Jeff Andrew rally in Wildwood. Uh, her name is Nancy. Pete, would you make Nancy's day and give her a shout out? Of course, Nancy. It was great to meet you at Wildwood. What an event! Thank you for being uh, a lover of our country and our president. Listen, I, I feel like I know Nancy. We may have only met once, but I, I feel like I know our audience really well because of their passion. 
for, for our country and what it stands for. So, Nancy, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much, Pete. And to pick up Pete's book, American Crusade, there's a number of ways you can do it. Usual suspects, Amazon.com. If you join, and I'm a member of Fox Nation, you'll get Pete's book. By the way, Pete, correct me on this because I've heard you talk about it. If you join Fox Nation, are you getting the book signed by Pete Hegseth or are you just getting the book? Signed, yeah. It's, it's actually a special Fox Nation edition that I have signed. And so if you subscribe for a year of Fox Nation in the month of May, you get in addition to the amazing content of Fox Nation, which I, I watch, I'm on it, but I watch it because it's, it's so good with what other people are creating, you get a signed copy of my book. If you're already a member, you can go to the Fox Nation store, which only Fox Nation members can access, and buy a, a signed copy of the book as well. So I'm going to say that's the way to get it, uh, and I promise you, I always tell our listeners, Pete, I don't ask them to do what I wouldn't do. I, I got the, the whole kit and caboodle the coin the watch i got all kinds of stuff for joining i joined as soon as the uh, subscription was available the amount of content this is no joke pete and you that's why when i said part of your um cv here fox nation content juggernaut man you are putting out some incredible content pete well what's really neat too is that they their passion projects so they're not asking me to just cover something that I'm like, okay, I'll do this. It's, hey, I bring to them. Hey, I'm passionate about the state of Israel, about Jerusalem, about the settlements, about Bethlehem. How about you send me there to do the real story? And they did, and they have. I've been to Israel four or five times taping the footage that is exclusive to Fox Nation, telling the real story of temple denial, of pushing Christians out of Bethlehem, the, the birthplace of Jesus, of the settlements, which are so evil in the minds of the international left, but are actually just an extension of the Jewish and Israeli state. And then, you know, modern war where I sit around a table. We've got one coming out on Memorial Day on, on, the, on the channel, the, the extended version, which is on Fox Nation. It's just me sitting around a table uh, with a bunch of vets, highly decorated guys, asking them uh, you know, about their stories, which is kind of the kind of conversation we all want to have uh, with these guys. So, yeah, and then amplify that across the channel with, you know, Maria Bartiromo just did an amazing special on America versus China. Brett Baer did one on the history of socialism, a five-part series. The amount I learned in that, it was unbelievable. So if you're, if you're sick of turning it to Netflix and getting the, you know, the Obama and Michelle Obama garbage you get from that spot, try Fox Nation, and you're going to get some things that you're going to learn a ton uh, about faith, about freedom, about history. Uh, you, won't, you won't regret it. Fox News All-Star Pete Hexeth at uh, 17 minutes past the hour, so we're going to make these three minutes count. The author of American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. Pete, why did you write the book? I wrote the book because our country's at a crossroads, because, yes, President Trump should, and, uh, and, and, and we pray that he does win in 2020, and that will be a huge part of consolidating the gains that he has made and that we have made as a country. But ultimately, we are in the fight for our lives. We have irreconcilable differences with the left. They, they do not believe in the American experiment. And so crusade was chosen intentionally. I mean, it's a holy war for the righteous cause of freedom. As people who love freedom, we have to remind everyone we know and in every way we can that our rights are endowed to us by God, by a creator, not from a governor, you know, to put it in our current context or the government. Uh, and it requires requires a mobilization of free citizens to be aggressive the way Donald Trump is, to fight political correctness and, 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 and fight to win in all the quarters of our education system. Education is huge. Uh, 
uh, and our culture. So I wrote it because it's, it, it was a kind of a guttural stream, scream coming out of me that I, I want to do my small part to continue to motivate and mobilize people uh, to put America first and fight for. And Pete, I mentioned right in my introduction of you that you could have written this right during the past nine-week shut-in where people are self-quarantined, or I guess that's a polite way of putting it. If you're told you better stay in, and maybe you're not self-quarantined, you've been told to quarantine, but it fits right in with this, doesn't it? It does. I mean, the subtitle of the book is Our Fight to Stay Free, and right now we are fighting to stay free. Who would have seen the preview of the revolt of the gym owners and the revolt of the hair salon owners and barbers and restaurant owners who are simply saying, give me the respect to allow me to make a living, to work. You know, we trusted the governors. Now it's time for them to trust us that we can be responsible, free people. And it is a fight every single day, and it's not often that you see it glaring in front of you, but that's what's happening right now. I know you got to go in 30 seconds. I asked this of a senator right before you, and I said, how do you see this ending? Because there are some governors talking about not reopening totally until there's a vaccine. Pete, as optimistic as you are and I am, we don't know when there's going to be a vaccine. Of course we don't. That's a false choice. Um, you know, the, a lot of these economies will open when we, the people, say they'll open. And there's a moment, there's a movement today uh, called Open the States, and business owners are starting to move in mass together, quietly or loudly, to say we're open, and you can't arrest everybody in a free country. So I, I think you could, but again, that doesn't mean you don't respect the virus and you can't be responsible. I think you're going to see openings happen even in the blue states. Go to foxnation.com and pick up your membership and along with it, an autographed special copy of Pete Hegseth's new book, American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. Pete Hegseth, you are an American patriot. I don't use that term lightly. Well, Harry, thank you are too. Thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you for sending your father's bronze star, Thomas. What a man. And uh, we think about all those guys uh, this weekend. Thank you. You're a good man, Pete. Thank you, sir. Be well. Thank you. Pete Hegseth will be back. Gary Aldrich joining us next. Don't go away. Pete, if you're there, I'll say goodbye off the air. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.